lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome back to Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my sister from another mother, my kindred spirit, and my co-host, the Royal Empress, Akila. Also joining us, you all, we have a very special guest, a very special co-host that will be joining us today, Tanita Fajeola. Hey, Tanita. Hey. All right. Now, you all want, we've been, we've been trying to get Tanita on here for a while. This sister be making power moves, but you will soon know why, because this is a wonderful sister. I'm so, I'm so charged. Can't y'all tell I'm charged that she on here? But I'm going to give a short introduction of Tanita. You'll be able to look at her uh, full bio on the site, as you've already seen. If you haven't, please check out the Royal Empress Conversations with the Royal Empress podcast page on Facebook to see the full bio. Tanita is a loving mother, wife, creator of Move, Dance, Live, a unique teaching method and lifestyle brand. She is also an engaging facilitator, one that inspires and motivates people to create positive shifts in their lives through movement, affirmations, dance, fitness, and self-love focused workshops and retreats. Hey, sis. Hey. So glad to have you all here. Today's topic is creative, creative positive shift with movement, intention, focus, forgiveness, gratitude, and other tools for choosing happiness. Ooh, that just sounds so happy. Makes me feel good. Yes. Tanita, Tanita is like happiness in a bag. That's it. She is. She brings. She brings all when she walk through the door. She bring it all in there with her. She don't walk through the door. She dances. She she glides in the room. She'll walk. She glides in the room. It's a dance move when she comes in the room. Life is a dance. Life is life is a dance. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so talk to us, Tanita, because yeah, I feel that you actually have a workshop with the title of what we're doing today, the show that we're doing today. So how do, how do we get to happiness? Well, um, you know, I think there's a lot of tools. Number one, there's a lot of tools to creating happiness for ourselves. And, and the first tool is realizing that we are the ones in charge of our own happiness and taking, char taking ownership of that. That's the first step is taking ownership that we are in charge, we are the source of everything that happened to us, positive and negative. 
And um, sometimes we don't like to acknowledge that because we don't like to acknowledge the both, the, the one. But we don't really know one without the other. We don't know happiness without sadness. We don't know joy without sadness. We don't know those things um, until we feel one or the other. So uh, yin and yang, or how we want to call it, black and white, or positive, you know, positive negative, how tools in order to shift our perspective on different things. We need tools for gratitude whenever um, we're feeling happy or excited about something so that we can remember, and memory, so that we can remember um, the joy and the excitement, the celebration when we have those downtime, the frustrating time and those disappointing times. So movement is another tool that we can use in order to shift our, shift our mood, shift our frequency, um, shift our perspective on things. I agree. How do you, um, how do we use movement though? Cause I already told you, you know, you, as Hashima <laughs> said, you just glide in the room. You don't walk in the room. You just, and, <laughs> and even wow. that whole little energy shift, just seeing somebody else move sometimes is, is, is uplifting for me, which right. is that you could just watch somebody else, just looking at somebody else's joy, at least for me anyway. I, I think it just takes so little to make me happy anyway, so. Well, Akila, number one, because I know you, um, you find joy in empowering people and inspiring people anyway. You, you, are, you hold space for a lot of sisters to really flex in their magic. And that is something that, not, that doesn't always happen. And so just the work that you do, you set a precedence for me to glide in the room. Because I know <laughs> when I'm coming into a room filled with you, and anybody that's with you. So I know Dr. King, I know if I'm coming with anybody with you, I'm 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 about to be walking, I'm about to be dancing on water. It's gonna be magical. Wow. So that's that's one. Um so feeling connected and holding spaces for all of us to be, you know, our magical selves is really important, providing space. Um and that's what that's what we do with movement. Movement is a way to uh, create space for yourself because sometimes you're going to be places where that's not happening. You could be in your car about to have road rage and you could literally roll your shoulders back and move your, you know, stick your heart, your chest out, that heart chakra out and shift your whole mood. Instead of shooting a bird, you could roll your shoulders. You know, that's movement. And that's how we can just simply shift perspective and shift mood and shift frequency just like that. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I got a lot of road rage. So, so this is all I got to do. And I, I won't be ready to, to, you know, tell people to pull over. <laughs> so what I got to do is stick my chest out. You know, I'm feeling good already. I think I'm going to have to try that next time I tell somebody, pull your pump, you know what, over. <laughs> you say it. Just take a deep breath. <laughs> Roll your shoulders back. Stick your chest out. Remember you a goddess. And, you know, as you're rolling those shoulders, you will literally be shifting your mood and shifting your perspectives. And that's just, that I, that's what I do. I hold space. And just through affirmations, movement, um, you can move any, anywhere in any way. And so what I try to do is um, help people see that they can move in any space. They don't have to be trained professional dancers to move. You don't have to be going to Zumba all the time or wherever it is. You can literally 
move your body and, and shift your shift your energy anywhere you are. First, I wish people could see you because Danita mm-hmm. literally stood up and rolled her shoulders <laughs> and stuck and, and, her chest out to demonstrate to us what she was talking about. But yeah. You know, but you but you on live every morning. So if somebody wants to see you roll your shoulders and stick the chest out, they could actually watch you live every morning. (laughs) Or they can just try it. You know, that's a directive right there. Like literally, you did it without. You know, Hakeem's doctor. Hakeem did it right away. You know, we don't have to. We can visualize ourselves. We can visualize. So that's the other thing that I do is create visualization. Because sometimes I tell you to close your eyes and don't look at anything or anybody, because um, we pass a lot of judgment about movement these days, you know, about judgment on ourselves, you know, we doubt, we have doubt, we have fear about movement, we have shame about it, like, am I doing it right? We, we, we overthink it, and it doesn't, it's no right or wrong, it's just use, use this tool, and so, you know, you can close your eyes and visualize yourself movement and move any, any way you want. Um, you know, you, I can give you a directive and say, you know, roll your shoulders back and stick your chest out, or I can just say move freely, move however your body your body tells you to at this moment. And again, you can shift perspective there. And so that's what we, you know, what I talk about and I deal with when I'm doing my I call them movement shops. And those are, you know, workshops where we or soul work sessions I like to call them, where we, you know, focus on affirm, affirming ourselves, affirmations affirming ourselves and tools and strategies for um, shifting our frequency and changing um, how we think about ourselves. Um, and then I incorporate movement because move, incorporating movement allows us to drop some of those um, barriers or limiting beliefs or ch- I call them chains that, are, that we hold on ourselves about ourselves so that we can receive the message, we can receive the information. You know, I could I could bear witness to that. You know, you know, I had the pleasure of coming in your class, and you know, I'm from a diggable planet. I'm cool. You know, I'm cool hey. like that. You right. know, I don't dance. I boogie type of person. Like I don't get on the dance floor. But I mean, you engage me because you you know you. It's true. You do engage people, and you engage me, and made me get out there on the dance floor and dance. And I was like, this is just something I don't do. Like you are a master of engaging people, and I just want to bear witness to that. And I felt so. Like I'm the type of person that's hard on myself and I place boundaries that they're invisible. I place them. No one placed the boundaries. I place them. And I just felt like when you engaged me, I was able to knock those barriers down and just be free. And so often people, we're afraid of being free. Like it's, we have this fear of being free and it just made me feel free. Like I'm actually doing something. I'm out of my comfort zone where I'm normally like to stay and don't like to leave, but you definitely got me out of my comfort zone. Right. Right, and we, and we gotta get out of that comfort zone because the comfort zone is a space. Um, the quietness and the stillness has its place and then the movement has its place. We need both, we need both of those. We need our stillness, our prayer, our meditation, our, you know, our, still, our quiet space, our zone where we're still, and then we need the zone where we're moving. Um, stillness, movement, stillness, movement. And that's how we, um, we level up. We know that we're about to level up because the, the comfort zone, we come out of our comfort zone. We're now opening ourselves up to facing our fears, 
we're opening ourselves up to shifting our thoughts about things and we're um we're focusing we're setting intention we're giving things attention and we are um we are executing we are getting things done and we know we know when that's happening movement shows us that because it gets it gets a little difficult it gets uncomfortable it gets difficult and whenever we do that we can be grateful because we know that we're about to level up that's what our, our that's what the discomfort is telling us you're about to go through something you're about to shift something for yourself and that's why we gotta when we feel that discomfort coming we feel that challenge coming we should embrace it and be like yes because that is a that's a sign that's our body our emotions our spirit telling us we about to level up whatever that level up is now you know y'all know i'm uh in my head singing right y'all already know how i am and i'm presenting <laughs> what song what song level up never that right right <laughs> Straight up. That's the truth. Oh, while you were talking, that song was playing in my head, Danita. I was like, Lord, stop. Just stop, Akila. Don't do it. But <laughs> Well, we know. We know every time. It's going to be a couple. It's going to be about four or five songs. <laughs> <laughs> they coming. That, that, but you know what? As we're, we laugh about me and my songs, but it's a shift in energy for me, too, though. And that's the thing, is that the songs pop in my head because whatever somebody is talking about, you know, it may remind me of something, but it takes me into a whole other space. And it, and it could also alter maybe my response to whatever somebody is saying to me as well. So, Absolutely. It's an energy to it, sure. And it's part of the recipe. Um, music, music and movement is part of the recipe I use. Um, when I do my movement shots or have a session, I like to use music because we can relate to music. We all, it's kind of like a universal thing. Whether I'm working with, uh, you know, whatever age group, young, older, male, female, you know, music, you know, shifts things as well as movement. And movement is music and music is movement. So, so it, that makes sense that it shift, you know, shift things. That's what we talk about, creating shifts for ourselves, creating our own, you know, joy and happiness and, um, you know, just taking ownership of how we, how we feel and, and what we want to feel and, you know, where we want to be. I know some people struggle with affirmation sometimes though, but not just struggling with the affirmation. I, I've had people who have, mentioned, well, I do these affirmations all the time, but nothing's happening for me. I'm affirming and I'm affirming, but nothing's changing. And, and, and you all may relate to this too, but it's like, if you don't understand that you have to actually buy into and believe the affirmation in order for the affirmation to actually make any kind of impact and transformation mm -hmm. in your life. You can't just repeat something because you see it. So just because you say, I am, I am, I am, I am all day, but if you really don't believe you are, you won't. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, so for me, 
that was a, a next step. We have to do the, the work, the soul work. I always say that in the, in the guru world, in the uh, esoteric world, we like to use the word journey a lot. Mm-hmm. And journey is another way of saying work. Journey just sounds great, right? When we say, enjoy the journey, right? <laughs> we mean, enjoy the work, right? Because it's, it's a requirement. Their work is a requirement at any level. You know, every time you get somewhere, you level up, right? As soon as you get there, it's, it's not over. It's just another level of work now to, to, to do. And so you're going to be working. So since you're going to be doing it, why not um, enjoy it? You got to find those um, silver linings. You got to find that space of gratitude for every, um, every moment, the ups and the downs, because that is literally the work, the soul work that has to happen. So with affirmations, you can say it, um, but that's why I create the movements as well, because the movement helps us, uh, it's the, the message and movement helps us internalize it. Um, it's, it's another tool for internalizing the, the affirmation, internalizing it. What does that really mean for you as an individual? And so you got, in my classes, you got 55 minutes or an hour and a half to, to do some self-discovery or do some soul work on what does that affirmation really mean for you? And, and that's what I do. I just kind of help you. I guide you through doing some of that soul work so that you can use, actually use the affirmation as opposed to just saying the affirmation. You can use it and, and develop your own whatever, you know, your own work, your own work into, into that process. It is, it's several things. We, you know, we got to journal, we got to follow through, we got to track some things, we got to let go of some habits that aren't working for us. We got to add some in. We need to hold on, hold ourselves accountable. That's, that's stuff we got to just keep doing. That ain't nothing new. It's, you know, things that our ancestors have done, have been doing, and have been asking us to do, um, you know, so... I think that's what happens with affirmations. Um, I think that happens with a lot of things. We're looking for this magic pill. And the reality is there is no replacement for the work. The magic is the passion and the chemistry and the love and the stuff that you put together and you mix together to do the work that you need to do. And so um, I think that's what happens when we talk about people not being able to use affirmations. It's like, nothing works if you don't stir the pot. I think too, we think of affirmations and yes, people, how, how many times you say it, we want it to, we want it to work in three days. We want it to work in five days. It's not realistic. Right. It's, it's because a lot of the self hate, hate, hating um, behavior that we have or statements that we said to ourselves was said over a course of years. So you have to undo that damage, and that's not going to be overnight. So you're going to have to say an affirmation more than three days. <laughs> I mean, we talked about you got to believe it, but, you know, we have to program ourselves. So we keep saying it over and over. We're reprogramming ourselves to something positive and opposed to the times that we programmed ourselves for something negative over and over again. Like, I, I'm not good at this. Oh, I don't like this. And we've say that in our minds a zillion times, but we don't question that. So I just think we're just not understanding the science behind the affirmation. Sure. The science behind work, um, the science behind uh, doing something religiously. 
We give, you know, we give religion a bad rap these days. We, we say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Well, you can go that. <laughs> because to, for me, uh, somebody who can do something religiously, that's why we part of the process and part of the work of, you know, going to church on a regular basis, going to the mosque on a regular basis, doing your, your prayers, you know, um, uh, uh, chanting, meditation, whatever it is your thing, your routine thing is, in, in California, we call it yoga. I tell people, it's like, you know, whatever your practice is, that it, it, that's it. It's called a practice. It's called religion because it's something that we do religiously. And that's what makes it, it's a working tool. That's what makes it a working tool. So we don't have to hate on religion or somebody that is being religious. Somebody's doing, I want, if there's somebody, a mama out there that's going to church every single Sunday and praying for me, I'm going to ask them to pray for me. Praying and they are praying, I'm going to ask them to pray for me because they've been practicing it. That's right. <laughs> you're going and you're practicing, you're going to the mosque and you're making, you know, prayer. Um, you know, on a regular basis, I'm asking you to pray for me because you're in the practice of prayer. If you're going and you're working out on a regular, those are the people that you want to go work out with because they are practicing what they preach. That ain't nothing new. That's, 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 that's what religion is. You know, that's what doing something religiously to me is. And so, um, you know, it's always a work, a process that is required, a journeying. I call it, I say, if you want to shift how you be talk about it, say, don't say I'm working, Sam. I'm journeying. If you want to make it pretty, if you want to make it pretty, <laughs> you know, just change it up a little. But it's work. It's the, that's the work. And that's the living. You ain't working. You ain't journeying. You ain't living. You ain't, you ain't alive. Like, you're dead. That's what's happening. And it's really, you know, not that difficult. Um, and that's not a judgment. That's just a perspective. That's like me with the word busy. Come on with it. I don't like that word. Me either. And, oh. and, and I tell people all the time, because they're like, oh, you're so busy. No, I'm productive. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. And if that's I'm not being productive, then I'm unproductive. So, right. I, I mean, and that's just how I see it. And I, and I, and me and my songs, here we go. But I told somebody, Prince, Prince said it very easily. He said, you could be, he's like, it seems like I was busy doing something close to nothing. Hey, than the day before. So don't talk to me about being busy because you don't have to be doing anything to be busy. You don't have to be doing any. Uh, that is the one of the first things people say to me when they call me is when I pick up the phone, they'll say, are you busy? And I'm like, so my new thing is instead of just saying no girl or no, do whatever, whoever it is. I, the first thing I say is I now I, 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 I confront them on it. I say, I'm talking to you. I answer my phone and I'm talking to you. Yep. That's what I tell them. And they, and they laugh. They say, I know, but I say, okay, but I'm talking to you, sis. You know, so, um, you know, for me, it's like, don't insult me with that. Are you busy? I answer my phone for you. I took out a moment. <laughs> and if I didn't take out my moment and I didn't stop, it's because I, whatever I was doing, like you said, I'm being productive or I can't give you my undivided attention. So no, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to, or I'm, I'm, if I'm not able to give you my fullest attention, like I, I need to or want to as a human being, as a sister, then I'm not answering my phone. And then you let me know. You leave a text message or you leave whatever message you need to leave. Let me know what it is specifically. I can prioritize it. 
and I can then I can see you. So if I answer my phone or I call you back, please by all means don't 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 hurt me and say, "Am I are you busy?" That's like you know. So yeah, it's what that that is one of those one of those triggers for me definitely over the years as you know as I'm maturing and spiritually spiritually growing I have compassion for folks who use the word because I have, I'm sure I've done it at some point in my life all of us yeah um, yeah but as I as I grow I try to help others grow with me <laughs> in that sense of you know calling them out on it think about what you're saying mm-hmm. sure as we talk about uh tools I mean I like to my I call them my toys and I, I, my, even my children, you know, my husband called them my toys, my crystals. You know, those are just tools that I just love. And depending on my mood or what, what mood I'm trying to get into or what behavior I'm trying to uh, exemplify, I like to have that crystal. And I just sit there and just play with them and, and look at them and just focus on whatever behavior or thought that I want. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on? How do you use those? Um, I, well, you know, I'm a crystal lover as well. I love crystals. Um, I love, I use simple things, colors. Mm. Uh, that's, you know, colors, numbers. Um, mm. Everything is a tool for us to use and shift our, our energy. Um, also, just um, we have to think about the emotional um, trauma or disruptions or you know, whatever we want to call it, emotional disease that we are creating for ourselves that can manifest into physical things. So I, 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 awareness, acknowledging that there's a pain in my shoulder because I am carrying these heavy bags and recognizing that I need to lighten this load. And why am I continuing to walk around with this heavy bag on my shoulder um, knowing that it's causing me disease, it's causing me, it's causing me pain. Um, and then what is that about? You know, what is that about? Me not actually, you know, stopping myself or actually just being open to pain. So I question that and then I move through it. What's that about? Why am I carrying this extra baggage? Why won't I lighten my load? And then I look at how that is manifesting in my life in other ways. So um, I love the external, I call them external things that we need to use, the crystals, the movement, the, the, um, the you know, what are colors, the, the, the elements, the all those things, and then the internal stuff, um, you know, the prayer, the thought, the awareness, the mindfulness that we need. We need both um, in order to, to, you know, continue to attune ourselves and heal ourselves and, um, you know, create more goodness and more you know uh, space create more space for ourselves to be better i'm a i'm a i'm a smell person Mm -hmm. yes yes Yes. it's the aromas that are going through the house that that shifts the mood as well for me and so it's it's just that all of these things can be used together yes you know and it and it just makes it such a shift because I will if I'm sitting in my in my house and I find myself like man I'm just not I'm not motivated or I'm not if something is just not right I'm like let me go and and put something in this diffuser right and and change just the aroma in the house mm. the and it completely 
Huh? I know. I was saying the aroma. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And it completely will change my mood. Absolutely. Yeah, my essential oils are, I don't leave home without them. Y'all saw me. I had two after before we started, right? I said, said, I'm sharing my patchouli virtually with you. Yes. It just creates a soothing, um, you know, it soothes me in certain ways. I carry, you know, different things. Um, I also use those in my movement shops um, just to create that because that aroma. um, And that's that's another thing I do. Aroma Touch is is a certification that I have where just healing hands, using oils in my hands. Touch is a very healing, uh, good tool for shifting. Um, Just touching and hugging my sisters, touching, you know, giving them a gentle massage, giving myself a gentle massage. I love loving up on my sisters. I love, you know, when I hug them, I give them a little extra in the back, especially if I feel a tight area, you know, or they smell me and they're like, oh, it smells good. I might stay there a little longer and let me just, let me, let me move pressure. Let me give you some pressure points to shift out of it. I love that. I love any moment I get to just, you know, share a moment with my sisters to, to help them, you know, just become aware, aware of this touch, give a loving touch. Um, a loving, you know, just some kind of loving gesture. I that is, I'm that's my happy space. We 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 sleep sometimes when we think about the church and yeah. uh old school laying on our hands. That's all we talk about. <laughs> yes. Just yes. a laying on our hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. so we always knew we knew something about that. You know, oh, we just gotta lay hands on you. Yeah. <laughs> and what does it do? It's healing, and that and what you're talking about—that whole touch thing—and it's nothing spooky. Mm-hmm. It's nothing spooky, yeah. but it's real, and it is the t- the touch is just. It, I I find it's so funny. Even my 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 son, when I'm fussing at him, mm-hmm. he'll come and he'll rub my shoulder. Better <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm laughing because I'm thinking. Okay, you just trying to get over on me. You trying to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it but it matters. And you're right, that simple touch. Mm. I had a I had a situation years ago, and I've talked about this probably before, where this lady said something to my son when he was like not even three years old yet at the store, and I'm standing there and she said something to him and when I realized she was talking to my child, I said, are you talking to him? <laughs> and she looked and I swear, I, I'm like, everything was gone. I'm ready to go. Right. Local. Right. <laughs> and this lady walked past and she touched my shoulder and just gently massaged. It. Mm. And she says, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. Com- energy shift immediately. Mm. Mm. It was an immediate shift. I don't know this woman from Adam, but she just, it was as if instinctively she knew yeah. what to do. Yeah. And she said it and she said, you know, it's a tough day today. Mm. You know, this is this is what's happening. And and the whole scene was averted. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we already know how they could have ended up. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be like that scene, you going to jail today. <laughs> You know what? You need to stop. 
touches serious though. That touches serious, and we got to get back to that loving, gentle mm-hmm. touch because in our community and others too. But we'll, I'm talking about the one we know about that we That's experience. Right. We um, touch has been there has been trauma with the touch, and you know some of us have been touched in some very traumatic, unassuring, hurtful ways. And so we are afraid to touch each other. We are, we don't, you know, we don't want to be touched. So it can trigger. It can also be a trigger. And so I think um, getting back to that is uh, a leveling up. It requires a leveling up. It requires an opening, openness, and it requires, um, you know, a healing um, process. And for us to be, to be open to a loving touch. Um, and so I think it's really, really important for us, our children. Some of us have been whooped and beat down um, because, you know, that old school parenting of, you know, whooping all behinds, you know. Some of that whooping behind was whoop was no joke. Um, and, you know, my mom was raised in a foster home where they whooped them every day. They beat them with two by fours and things like that. So my mom wasn't a touchy-feely person. She didn't hug us. She didn't, you know, love up on us. And when I connected her hurtful touch with why she didn't hug up on us, I was able to forgive the fact that she wasn't very touchy with us and stop that cycle with my own children mm-hmm. um, and myself, you know, touch myself and love up on myself and give myself a hug and, you know, and also just hug up on my mom. You know, when I see her, like still she, that little girl is still hurting, you know, in her sixties from those horrible traumatic touches. And so, you know, we got a lot of loving work to do, you know, when it comes to our tools, the touching, the oils, the, the incense, the smell, the crystals, all those things, the movement. And I want to add one more to that. And that's how you you mentioned your mom. And I know my mom used to always make teas herbal teas. So that's one thing we can throw in there. Yeah. I mean, that's some movement because, you know, you yeah. got you to gotta move around that kitchen yeah. <laughs> and boil that tea, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. it's one thing, you go to Keela's house, she's going to offer you some tea, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm spoiled. So when I go visit her, first thing I say is, I don't think I even give you the greetings, do I? I say, where my tea at? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get spoiled because she going to give you some herbal tea. And that is definitely a, a, a mood shifter. Exit. You said what? I said she, I, I was saying she expects it. I was saying you expect it too. Yeah, because you started it. Yeah. And then I, I'm always expecting a ginger shot or something or and right. it's something. And it's always uplifting me spiritually. I'm like, now see, when I came over here, I didn't experience a road rage. Then I had to walk to the door and the whole, I, I was shifted. My whole right. mood was shifted because she like, you want some tea? Right. I got some tea for you. <laughs> and love. That's our That's right. <laughs> you know, with that tea, with those. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a tea drinker too. I got a little section. In fact, if I don't up that tea section, people, I notice they'll come over and they'll be looking for a particular kind. I'm like, ooh, I keep it, you know, keep it charged up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the teas, our food, you know, all mm-hmm. the drinks, our food, everything, everything around us. And do that and so um yeah that's you know that's a, you know setting that intention to always be you know finding digging and finding more ways to to love up on each other to love up on ourselves to um to shape shape i do a lot of um the other thing i do is a lot of gratitude time out 
I take that gratitude time, especially if I'm stank. Stank is on me. I'm like, sit down and get this shift, this energy right now. Mm-hmm. And I literally will start, you know, super raw with something as simple as I'm grateful I have eyelashes. And as light as my eyebrows are, I'm grateful for those. I'm grateful I can see. I'm grateful I got a tongue that can taste. I'm moving around my mouth. And then I'll just go all the way through my body, my whole body. And I tell you, it is such a shape shifter. It just shifts so many things. Um, it, uh, and it just opens me up. Um, sometimes I take a gratitude. When I need a little bit more, I take a gratitude walk. And I just walk and look around me at all the things that are around me. Uh, we got to be intentional with that gratitude these days. Yeah. Because um, it's so easy to be distracted. It's so easy to be complaining and blame and um, find all these things and to be on attack. Uh, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's all of that stuff. And so what can we, how can we dig deeper? How can we dig deeper to, um, to shift the energy for ourselves, to create healthy spaces, spaces and healing spaces and wellness, continued wellness for ourselves? That's, that's, we gotta be intentional about it. Yeah. I think even starting uh, to your point about gratitude, there's a gratitude meditation that I do and I don't do it every day. Mm-hmm. And I started doing it. And when I would wake up in the morning, sometimes I still be half sleep. I wouldn't even get out of the bed, but I would just turn that meditation to self-guided seven minute morning gratitude meditation. Yes. And and it tell and it and when I'm getting up it asks you, you know, what are you grateful for? Yes. You know, what new experiences have you had that you're grateful for? What new people have come into your life mm-hmm. that you are grateful for? Mm-hmm. What resources do you have that you are grateful for? And it's a reminder. Yes. When I get up to start my day. Man, you know, because because now you're you're actively thinking yeah. You're meditating about what it is. And then you think about that new person that has come into your life that maybe you weren't even thinking about, yeah. but you're thinking about them. And so it's, so as we're talking about tools, but that is huge for me. And like I said, sometimes I feel like I fall off with doing it. Yeah. And then, I'm, and, but if I get in that place, yeah. then I unlock that toolbox. And sometimes it's really about just having a toolbox and so maybe you don't use them every day. Maybe you don't need them every day. You don't need them. So when you do, you need to know what tools actually work and how to pull yourself out of that funk yeah. and get that stank. <laughs> get it all. It's true. Um, and we don't have to beat up ourselves about not doing something every day. We don't have to do that. That's, that's just another distraction. It keeps us from, that's that perfectionist mindset that, you know, it's got to be. It keeps us from moving forward. Um, and, um, and then it keeps, us from, it keeps us from focusing on the good stuff. Every little thing. We don't have to do big things. Um, that's one of the movement. One of the movement affirmations I do is we don't have to do big things. All we have to do is little things that become big things. Right. And and so and and we can just start. We don't have to beat ourselves up because we didn't do it every day. We get stuck on this. 
you know, 30 day challenge, 15 day challenge or whatever. And it's something to be said about consistency and doing something, like I said, practicing religiously, working on being consistent. And then there's doing things, doing it, just making sure we get it in. And when you don't do it, go back to doing it. There's no rule that says if you didn't do it for 15 days, you can't do it again for five. You know, we just have to honor and love up on ourselves a lot more, hold space for ourselves a lot more, hold ourselves with compassion a lot more so that we can be, we can be better. We can, we can be our beautiful, magical selves. And we, we don't have to do that. So yeah, I, I agree that had that toolbox. I'm all about the toolbox. Well, I think it's time for my challenges. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for yeah. my challenges? <laughs> well, my first challenge is be in charge of your own happiness. Same thing what you said, sis. You said yeah. be in charge of your own happiness. You got to take responsibility. You can't blame everything on everyone else. You have to decide that I'm going to take charge of my own happiness and it starts with me. Challenge yeah. number two, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm speaking from my own experience. I do not like to get out of my comfort zone, but I have to, I had to be challenged to get out of my comfort zone. So get out your comfort zone, people. Challenge number three is be committed to affirmations. It ain't going to happen just, okay, in two days, I'm just going to say the affirmations and my life is going to change for the better. No, you have to be consistent with that. You got to be committed with that. It's a journey, right, sis? Right. This is a process. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's a process. And my last challenge is utilize those tools. And we talked about crystals. We talked about scents. We talked about teas. We talked about, most importantly to Nita, that touch, that healing touch. So yeah. utilize those tools, everyone. Tanita, thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to give you the last word. Go ahead and say what you say and tell them what you do. Do you, yeah. sis? That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just, you know, shout out. Come and check me out. My, um, you can reach me at movedancelive.com. Um, it's a method. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. And just really, um, like I said, I, I help others inspire and motivate them to, to use their tools. Um, to step out of their comfort zone, to, to, to create a process for yourself. Um, and, and that's what I do. Hold retreats. Got a retreat coming up in Ghana that, that, that I'm so, a self-love retreat in Ghana in October. I'm so excited about it. I love going, going home. Um, and then I do some local retreats. I'm going to be at the Then the Sunrise Retreat with <laughs> Sheila. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I believe holistically in retreating and getting getting outside, doing the soul work that we need to do so that we can be better for ourselves and then be better for everybody else. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say, one of the things I didn't mention was, don't be afraid to fail. Um, you're not the, you're not failing. That it fail. That situation is failing. Is is try to fail as try to fail at something or have something fail for you every every week. Uh, because that fear of failing is what is what can cripple us. So that's I, I hold an actual failure journal just to be able to write down what I failed at or what failed, should I say, and how I can make it better so it doesn't, you know, doesn't, I don't that doesn't fail again, and and that I'm worth the risk. We are worth it. We are worth using the tools. We are worth the compassion, the love, the movement, the crystals, 
the, and we are worth the investment on those things, those tools in order to, to be better, to be, be, to be more magical than we, you know, than we already are. Wonderful. I think you need to tell them how to, to they need to get in touch with you. Tell them, tell them, tell them again, tell them, tell them, tell them again. <laughs> at Mood Dance Live. That's right. I'm on Instagram at Mood Dance Live. I'm on, uh, I'd say you can catch me on my website, mooddancelive.com, or you can email me, info at mooddancelive.com. I'm, I'm at Mood Dance Live all day long. Move your body, dance with your spirit so you can live your best life. Woo! Hey, move, dance, live. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be dreaming about that. Probably gonna be saying that in my sleep. <laughs> Man, but I can't, I can't do too much moving though in my sleep. But yes. I'm definitely gonna be saying it. I might get put out if I do all that moving. <laughs> hey. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, sis, for coming on. Oh, it's such Thank a pleasure. You both, I'm grateful. I love, love, love spending time with my sisters. I'm so happy. To have this moment with you all. I'm so grateful for you all inviting me. I love, 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 love you. And uh, yeah, let's do it again. Definitely, definitely. We definitely gonna do it. We're gonna hold you to that too, sis. <laughs> well, right. thank you, our listening audience. You have always committed to Royal Empress, and we really appreciate you. We'll see you next week on Conversations with the Royal Empress. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.